0: What's up, everyone? This is Anthony Pompliano. Most of you know me as Pomp. You're listening to the Pomp Podcast, simply the best podcast out there. Now let's kick this thing off. Adam Lowe is the chief innovation officer of CompuSecure, and he is the creator of Arculus, a brand new custody solution that I think is very interesting. In this conversation, we talk about Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, regulation, custody, and all of the institutional adoption that is currently occurring. Before we get into this episode, I want to quickly talk about our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Fundrise. You all know I believe that the best investors both understand and seek out extreme asymmetry. Fundrise is here to help you do just that. It's the largest direct-to-investor real estate investment platform out there, giving you the opportunity to achieve upside of an asset class previously reserved for institutions and high-net-worth individuals. That's right. Fundrise is making high-end private market real estate investing accessible to everyone via an easy-to-use automated platform. It's 1 million users already know that the investment with Fundrise is capable of producing strong appreciation returns and income generation while helping to stabilize a diversified portfolio. That's more important now than ever in our inflationary environment. See for yourself how over 190,000 other investors have built a better portfolio with private real estate. It takes just a few minutes to get started with as little as $10. $10. Go to fundrise.com slash POMP today. And for a limited time, you'll get $10 when you place your first investment. Again, that's fundrise.com slash POMP. Go check it out. And when you make your first investment, they'll give you $10 on top of it. Fundrise.com slash POMP. This episode is brought to you by 8Sleep. Eight 8Sleep Eight is the single best product that I have purchased over the last three years. It completely changed my life. I'm not joking. Pay attention. The Pod Pro Cover, which goes over your mattress by 8Sleep, is the most advanced solution on the market for thermoregulation. It pairs dynamic cooling and heating with biometric tracking. You can go to eightsleep.com pomp to check out the Pod Pro cover and you save $150 at checkout. They currently ship within the United States, Canada, and the UK. Now, I told you, it changed my life. It helps me sleep deeper, helps me sleep longer. I feel much more refreshed and I have better energy. You wanna know how I have relentless energy every single day? because I sleep on an Eight Sleep. Seriously, go check it out, 8sleep.com slash POMP today. Today's episode is brought to you by Copper. Since 2018, Copper has been at the forefront of institutional digital asset development. From award-winning custody solutions to creating the first truly off-exchange settlement function, Copper pioneers technology, products, and services in lockstep with a rapidly changing world. No other infrastructure provider covers as many assets across as many exchanges with the speed and security that copper can offer to learn how copper helps the world's largest institutional investors secure their digital assets. Head over to copper.co again, copper, the unfair advantage. Check them out at copper.co today. All right, let's get in this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Anthony Pompliano runs Pomp Investments. All views of him and the guests on his podcast are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Pomp Investments you should not treat any opinion expressed by Pomp or his guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his personal opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. I have a lot of questions for you. Hopefully you're uh, you're ready for some rapid fire. Uh, I thought maybe we could start out with uh, this idea of sovereignty and kind of how you think about the importance of sovereignty, given uh, a whole bunch of stuff going on in the world. Uh, Some of it is uh, kind of politics or geopolitics. Some of it is uh, simply just uh, cybersecurity, et cetera. But like, how do you guys think about the importance of sovereignty of uh, financial assets for the everyday individual?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, the importance of sovereignty really gives you freedom choice and, you know, the root of you should be in your control, right? The root of you should not be in some third-party cloud. So, you know, when we think of digital sovereignty and digital self, right, it's you should affirm your you. Obviously, you're going to have government-issued documents or you're going to have other um, affirmative identities that you've created with different parties. But really, in the end of the day, like the root of trust should come from you. And that, to me, is what what digital sovereignty means.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's really interesting. And how do you guys evaluate what that, uh, kind of translates into in the crypto world, right? So obviously uh, there's plenty of people who go on to uh, centralized exchanges. They go, they buy assets and they just leave them there. And, and there's a whole bunch of reasons why, you know, not your co- uh, not your keys, not your coins. Uh, but w- what is the importance of the sovereignty when it comes to bearer assets like Bitcoin or, or other cryptocurrencies?
1: Sure. Well, I mean, kind of the root of truth, the root of trust and what everybody goes to are your private keys, right? So if, I, I think a lot of people don't understand that exactly that, not your keys, not your crypto. Um, You know, there were over 10 billion, as you know, in hacks last year. And, you know, without your private keys, your crypto is not moving anywhere. So if you want to have absolute control of your crypto, you need to have absolute control of your keys. You know, you see Fed sees this asset, Fed sees that asset. You see accounts getting turned off and assets being moved. You know, that can't happen at the end of the day if you control your keys because you can ultimately control where your crypto goes. So, you know, that ultimate control and ultimate identity of who is who with those private keys is why it's so critical to ultimately control your crypto.
0: Got it. And so when we think about Arculus, obviously you guys are very interesting because you've already had this great, um, kind of, uh, time period where you've built a ton of security technologies before crypto. So maybe explain a little bit, uh, CompuSecure and kind of the other work that you all do, um, to help people understand like where a lot of this robustness experience and and kind of security expertise comes from.
1: Sure. So CompuSecure has been around about 20 years. Um, so if you can think of uh, a metal card in the market for the most part, uh, NFC enabled tap and go metal card, we make them. Um, so, every kind of large bank in the US that has metal payment cards, we've produced those cards and produced the tech um, behind it. So, we handle you know, the private keys for a variety of large financial institutions. We're trusted to do that. We've made IDs for various federal governments, including the US federal government. Um, and so, we have this pretty deep background of financial technology and security. So, we took that background and we decided to create Arculus. So, Arculus isn't just crypto. It's a digital asset, digital identity platform. So whether you are using the consumer product that's behind me to control your own crypto keys, or you know whether it's one of our B2B partners where we're using Arculus to use digital keys to passwordlessly sign in and protect digital identities, you know, that's what we've created with Arculus is this platform to help businesses and individuals keep their platforms and self identities safe.
0: Got it. And so when you start to think about why you guys got into crypto or kind of what the advantages are in crypto, explain that because it, it's interesting that given the uh, historical advantages that you had an experience there coming into crypto, it seems almost like uh, uh, I was explaining to somebody like it, it, you have like overkill, right? Like you guys are so good at doing this in the legacy world that coming into crypto, it almost feels like this is a, a walk in the park. Maybe it's a little bit of an exaggeration, but, but talk a little bit about kind of coming into this brand new market and, and how that experience helps.
1: Yeah, I mean, part of, part of the reason we own it is, is a personal passion of mine and interest in the space. And I'll freely admit that. But, you know, we really, we, we really feel that, you know, the smart card and the secure element and the smart card gives you a lot of advantages, right? And we're really at a great nexus point with the product where we can help consumers, you know, on the individual card. If it's a payment brand, right, we can take the smart card, we can put traditional payment applets on it, you know, standard open networks, uh, as well as crypto keys, as well as digital authentication, So we thought it was a really interesting space for us to enter because it's a really great point where it's a familiar form factor uh, for users, super easy to use, and uh, we can combine that with traditional payment platforms. So it's a great ramp for people to enter the crypto space because it gives incremental utility to an instrument they're already familiar with, and it's a form factor people can actually use. You know, there's other hardware wallets out there. For consumers that are secure, uh, pretty secure, but are nearly impossible for the average person to use. You know, I handed Arculus to my mom, and she was able to use it the first time with no prompting, which I was pretty proud of. So, you know, the idea is it's the ease of a hot wallet. You know, the ease of centralized exchange with the security of self custody cold wallet.
0: Got it, Joe John. What questions do you guys have? adam yeah so can you guys just talk about where you guys are looking at moving forward like what are your guys plans in the future uh months and in 2022 uh so
1: as everybody knows uh, nfts are blown up and everybody also knows there's massive kind of fraud and theft in the space so uh we are also adding um nft support to arculus so here um in the upcoming months arculus you know it's squarely on our roadmap will be adding uh, nft support um, we're looking at adding support for the DeFi space so people can take their crypto assets and go apply them and use them where they want uh, in the DeFi space. And as always, we're you know, adding more currencies to the platform. Uh, you know We get messages every day from our user base. Can you add X? Can you add Y? You know We support just under 80% of the market cap currently, but there are a few key currencies we are looking to add to the platform. So those are the three things on the roadmap we're adding to further build out the utility of Arculus.
0: Joe, so what do you got? Hey, Adam, so my question would just be around what you've uh, seen and heard from like the average retail users when it comes to cold storage. Like, how has that conversation changed over time?
1: Yeah, you know, people are, are really excited um, when they get it. I think a lot of people move to cold storage when they either have a hacking event or they know somebody with a hacking event or they, they realize kind of what we talked about in the beginning of, you know, if I don't control my keys, I don't really control my crypto. So when we talked to the average retail user, you know, we were at CES. We got really positive feedback from people who, who touch the platform and use the platform. They want two things. They want security. They don't necessarily want to understand, you know, address derivation and all the details. They just want to trust and know that it works and they want to know that it's easy to use. So, you know, all of those were core design principles when we built the product. And so it was really positive to get that feedback from the community. And then uh, the feedback we got was essentially the things we're looking to add hey, I love my NFTs. Can I see my NFTs with Arculus? Hey, I love a few more coins. And how do I get access to some of the DeFi space? So we we heard that feedback from the community and those are the direct things we're adding to the platform.
0: And so, Adam, when you start to think about uh, kind of how we get more people to understand these ideas of sovereignty, et cetera, like how do you think about education and, and how much of this is like you can tell someone versus you have to actually get them to just try it and actually, you know, kind of uh, uh, build education via experience. Like, How do you all think about the difference there?
1: Yeah, I think you, you have to give people real world examples um, as well as the ability to try it. So, you know, if we take passwordless login as an example and, and kind of building an identity, Right. There's a, there's a pretty good public use case out there. um, That's eBay, you know, there's a variety of white papers on it where, you know, they had people were in kind of the username password world and then eBay implemented passwordless login with digital keys where, you know, people have a security key, they generate a digital key to prove that they're them and log in that way. Many less abandoned carts, massive drop in password reset requests. um, You know, massively increased user satisfaction big reduction for eBay on support. So it was a win on both sides of the equation and people could trust that they know their login is safe. So, you know, there's a real world example you can point people to where it's been very successful kind of in a commercial environment. Um, And I think, you know, you have to give people real examples like that. You know, I had to explain to my 75 year old dad, why Bitcoin is important, right? I had to relate it back to inflation. I had to relate it back to security and remittance. So, you know, until you can give people real examples that are, you know, distinct and easy to understand, I think they're not gonna get it.
0: Got it. That that makes sense. And then I guess like, what happens when, uh, this goes wrong? Like talk to me about the risks of self sovereignty and kind of what happens in the downside case. And what do you guys do to, uh, whether it's somebody who is older, somebody who's less experienced, somebody who this is their first time, like how do you all think about building that into the product and ensuring that either, uh, you can mitigate those risks or like what are uh, the things that they can do if, uh, if they make a mistake or or there's some sort of loss of funds or something like that?
1: Sure. So, Um, You know, the big part of that is education and like clear warnings, you know, you are the ultimate control of your funds. So when we set it up, uh, we use the standard BIP 39 recovery phrase. So for the, for everybody out there, you get 12 words in plain English that essentially represent your private key. So if you lose your card, break your card, um, you can get a new one, enter in these 12 words and regenerate your key. So we make it abundantly clear that these are kind of the keys to the kingdom and you should not lose this. And if you do lose this, uh, and you were to lose your card, you would no longer have access to your funds. So highlighting that, uh, several times is very critical. And there's, there's messaging within the app and in the packaging and in videos and FAQs to make sure that's abundantly clear for, for our platform and other platforms where, um, you maintain your own keys, you know, the, what's the old message, tell somebody, tell them again and tell them a third time and they might remember. So we, we kind of go by that mantra of making it abundantly clear that, um, these, This is your recovery seed. Do not share it. Do not lose it.
0: And so when you start to think about uh, kind of consumer behaviors you've seen right now, like are there any trends or any uh, behaviors from the customers already that you can identify and say like, hey, this either surprised us uh, or this is something that's like really interesting that people may not know?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think one behavior um, that we've seen that's really interesting um, that I was a little surprised about, and I guess I shouldn't have been, is just the, the massive desire to seek yield. So if I had to guess what ratios that we would have seen people purchasing, um, I would have thought it would have been a lot more kind of classic layer ones. I would have thought we would have seen a lot more Bitcoin purchase, a lot more Ethereum purchase. And, you know, we do see a, a good amount of that. But I was pleasantly surprised in a way the amount of stable coins we see people purchasing, I think, so that they can go put them somewhere and and farm yield.
0: Yeah, it, it's... um. It's fascinating to see how quickly people have kind of pushed further and further out on the risk curve uh, of a lot of these assets. And uh, I'm assuming right, that a lot of this is due to uh, kind of monetary fiscal policy stuff and, and just people looking for greater uh, returns or yield or, or whatever it ends up being. Uh, what about in terms of institutions versus retail? Have you seen anything there in terms of uh, whether it's using your product or other or things in the market that are uh, worth noting?
1: Yeah, I, on the business side, we've seen massive uh, increase in interest in this you know every fintech that we talk to on the traditional side of the business or you know talking to us about Arculus are figuring out how to get in crypto uh, people are asking should we custody should we have our users custody and and really are, are looking to get into this space you know when we started the project a, a while ago um, no institutions for the most part were interested in that you know there's the Bitcoin ETF and, and a few innovators in the space but anybody what I would call in traditional banking, even the fintechs really weren't looking at this. Um, And now every fintech we talk to has crypto on the roadmap, has alternative assets on the roadmap, digital assets. You know, it's really interesting, Um, even retail. So we have a ton of different opportunities that are talking about how do we create NFTs? How do we better monetize our brand in the digital space? And people are just thinking much more holistically about how users can manage digital assets relative to their brand. So you know, adoption isn't coming. Adoption is here, and uh, for for any brand that's kind of not on the bandwagon, they need to start getting on the bandwagon.
0: Yeah, it's um, it, it it's also I think a a piece where uh we're getting a bifurcated market. Retail really understands the ideas of sovereignty. Institutions, just given their kind of risk mitigation, their mandates, their uh, kind of uh, investment uh, criteria. I don't see you know name your favorite hedge fund walking around with uh, a secure you know, uh, piece of hardware or some sort of sovereignty uh, of their uh, fund assets on their phone or in some sort of device, right? And, and so it feels like uh, the sovereignty is really, really important at the individual level. The institutions obviously have interest in these assets, but they much more look at them as from an investment standpoint than uh, some of the other benefits in terms of censorship resistance, seizure, sovereignty, or whatever, Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's kind of a classic AUM model for them. Um, it's just another asset in the book. Uh, but they do, they do and have a couple have talked to us about, you know, using this from a security perspective. But yeah, absolutely. You know, they, they really don't look at it as a immutable asset versus this versus that. And part of that's just compliance driven. Um, you know, they absolutely have to comply with all the rules U S and internationally. So, you know, they're, they're used to certain frameworks that they have to live in and um, you know, I think that for them, that's why it's just another asset on the book uh, rather than worrying about whose sovereignty and who ultimately possesses it. Um, they're also looking at asset classes that are uh, probably some of the original L1s rather than some of kind of the interesting tokenized assets that maybe the retail space is looking at.
0: Yeah, what's next for you guys? Like as you look forward in terms of what else you can build, is it continue to just double down on the products you have? Are there new things that you guys are thinking about or working on? H- how do we think about Arculus uh, and maybe even the larger kind of CompuSecure, uh, you know, ecosystem as you guys continue to build this out?
1: Sure. So I think what you're going to see us grow is um, really the conglomeration of all the different spaces um, in, with our B two B portfolio. So you know, from the smart card that we can develop, you know, we're working on kind of putting everything on a single platform, which is what some of our B2B partners have asked for. So imagine a single smart card that is your payment card. So it's over your standard payment networks. It holds your private keys for your crypto. Uh, and it also holds your keys for passwordless digital sign-in. So I have a single smart card. I can go to my favorite coffee shop, buy coffee with you know, standard credit or debit. I then walk down the road, realize I owe my friend um, some Ethereum send it out of my wallet, sign it with my digital keys. Oh, I have to log into, you know, my favorite platform of choice. I tap my card and I digitally sign and log in passwordlessly. So all that on a single smart card uh, is really valuable because it's something the consumer already carries. You know, platforms have figured out that you would almost have to pay consumers to carry another widget. But if you give them incremental utility on a form factor they're already carrying, um, that's really valuable. You are literally providing more utility and value to the customer on a beautiful piece of hardware that is branded with their brand. So they get a literal touch point with that brand that brings them utility every day. And that's what we're working on.
0: I love it. Uh, it's such a, uh, such a strong pitch. Where can we send people to find you on the internet or, uh, or find out more about Arculus and potentially buy one if people are interested? You can
1: go to getarculus.com and you can find us on all social at, uh at this is arculus
0: amazing uh i appreciate you coming on this is uh it's one of the cooler more beautiful experiences that i've seen when it comes to any sort of cold storage so uh highly recommend to folks that, uh, that they go check it out if uh uh my per- my only piece of advice around uh any sort of storage security etc in crypto is always to newcomers uh take five dollars of your favorite crypto asset and go figure out how do you buy it on an exchange put it into cold storage, then move it onto a hardware device, move it into a software wallet, move it back into cold storage, like get familiar with how to use these technologies and these products, uh, and do it with a very small amount of money if literally it's, you know, five bucks, that's okay. Uh, because if you make a mistake, then, you know, you, you obviously don't want to lose $5, but, uh, but it's okay. If you, if you lost $5, it's an education fee, right? A little, little, exactly. uh, uh, kind of, um, novice tax, if you will. So, uh, I highly suggest to folks, go check it out. And, uh, I appreciate coming on with we'll definitely have to do it again in the future. Thank you very much. All right, buddy. See you later. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed this one. Make sure you're subscribed on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. And if you're looking to try to transition to get a new job in the Bitcoin or crypto industry, we've got you covered. Head over to pompscryptocourse.com. We've developed a curriculum with the top teams across the industry. It's a three-week intensive training program with over 50 events packed into that three-week time period. Go to pompscryptocourse.com to learn more, and I'll meet you guys for the next episode.